dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. We're huge factors. We're kicks to the leg. Episode 22 of the Revolutionary deuce, deuce. Sports Front. Um, I am joined by three of the best friends that I happen to have in this world. Tony Preston to my left, Gerard Preston to my right, Krasik via Skype as always. We're ready to go. Um, ready for the double deuce. No big fancy intro today. Uh, Papa's got a hangover, but uh, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm going to kick things off, but um, oh man, what a long night. I'm sure you guys did the same thing. Uh, there's not many not many Saturdays that were that were like last night, but here we are on hey, Sunday hey. morning. We're ready to record. How you doing, Joe? Nothing Nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m., I'll tell you that much. So my grandpa told me. <laughs> How you, are you feeling good? Are you guys feeling good? I'm a little rough shape, too, but let's get this fucking thing rolling. We got a okay. big show today. Tony. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling great. I didn't uh, go out drinking with you guys. Oh, tremendous. I, I had good. a nice, quiet night at the house. Tremendous. Uh, Keep quiet for one minute. Okay, so. Jesus H. Christ, pile! <laughs> so, we got a good show coming up today, as always. Um, Count Kaepernick. God, I'm, I'm building my strength right now. I'm drinking my caffeine. By the time we get to Colin Kaepernick, you guys will know so. Trust me, because I got a lot of uh, a lot of things to say about that. So do the fellas. Um, we did a little bit of college last week. Uh, we're going to be doing some NFL this week. We got a lot of stuff to discuss. We're doing uh, – oh, Joe finally is back. He gets to defend Notre Dame. There's just a bunch to talk about. I'm feeling under the weather. Gerard is going to carry the show a little bit today. But – when we get to Colin Kaepernick, mark my words, I got something to say. I'm going to kick it to my man, Gerard, my second uh, my second captain. What's up? What's going on, people? All right. Uh, we're actually going to start with Kaepernick. So the suspense Frank just built up ain't going to have to last you that long. We're gonna. So Cap, Colin Kaepernick sat out the national anthem, which I didn't even know was a thing. I actually thought it was illegal. Ridiculous. Like, I know turning your back to the flag is one thing, but what I find funny about this, I'm just going to say before we all give our opinions, is that He's been doing it all preseason, and they didn't notice because he was riding pine sitting there in street clothes. But all right, uh, who wants to take this first? I, I vote we go out to Seattle. Our good friend Joe, who's a Marine, defends there's this no nation. Other, there's no other better place to go than a Marine. Joe, I have a strong opinion on this. I just oh, found. can you see? I just found out about it yesterday. I got a big opinion on it, but there's no other uh, right way to do it than just to kick it to you first. So, go, 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 Joe. Like, any good, like, we just got done with the Olympics. So I, I see what we're doing here. Like, any good relay, you have a good starter, and then you have a good anchor. So, I like where we're going with this already. No, so, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Um, on, on base, every, every morning and, and every evening, uh, when, the sun, when the sun rises and the sun sets, we, we do colors, right? And, uh, and that, that's essentially when the flag goes up for the day and the flag comes down. And when the flag, you know, goes up, everyone kind of faces where they, where they, you know, know where a flagpole is. Even if you can't see it, you salute or you stand at attention if you're not in uniform and you wait until the song's done. And then there's, you know, a little, little tune that, that plays and you can go on with your day. And, and I'm telling you, it's kind of like crazy when you're on base. It, it almost looks like, you know, one of those, you know, those, those crazy cults, like everything stops. Everything stops like the car. I mean, if you're in a car and it kind of takes you a second to figure it out, but you, you stop the car. 
you, you lower your music or you, you know you kind of you just you just stop and wait till the, the the whole thing's done and then uh and then you move on with your life and then then same thing in the evening um so uh, you know it's a big military thing i understand you know the military only makes up a very small percentage of the united states but but here here's the deal that that anthem and that flag represents so much more more than any any type of movement any type of protests any type of issues that are going on in this country because what you're doing by protesting our anthem and our flag is putting a blanket over every single person in this country saying that that you know speaking on that issue if you don't understand the politics if you don't understand what's being protested if you don't understand any of that stuff then just stand in line like everybody else respect the flag respect the country respect your god-given right to be here and play the game you're playing and getting paid ridiculous absurd amounts of money to go on that field and perform and kaepernick you're not even the starter bro you're riding the pine pony so why don't you sit on that bench the rest of the game like you're going to the rest of the season if that's the way you're going to be and let the country know the little bitch you are you want to sit there and disrespect every man and woman who's died for you so you could play this stupid game that's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in professional sports. I've seen Randy Moss moon the crowd. I've seen players walk out of the tunnel before the game even ended. But you, my friend, what you did is cowardly. No, you're right, Joe, and thank you for that. Uh, that was very beautiful. I'm, 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 that's why I wanted to kick it to you first. That was amazing. I appreciate everything you do for not only our country but for our show. Um, that was a uh, that was very awesome. I can't stretch that enough. But I'm just going to piggyback you off. Yeah, trust me, I have no different take on that than you do. And you kind of stole my thunder, but that's okay because you're the Marine. But, dude, you know, who is who is Colin Kaepernick? Who is Colin Kaepernick? To come out and you're not going to stand up and just at least, at least put your hand on your chest for the national anthem. You're just some – oh, man. I got to power myself down. I could go on and say a lot of swear words. I could I could be disrespectful, but it's not fair. You already said it the way the way it's supposed to be said. Um, the guy's a loser, you know. He uh, officially, I thought so for a while, but now it's official. He's a loser. He can't he can't even honor America by just giving him giving him a, a salute, giving him a, a hand over the heart. Who is Colin Kaepernick? He lost all his muscle tone. Okay, his tattoos suck. He's a loser. You ain't Russell Wilson, he bro. He ain't Russell Wilson. You ain't he, Russell Wilson, bro. He made it to a, a couple of NFC champions, and all of a sudden this guy's the next coming of Dan Marino. No, you're not good. You suck, apparently. Uh, your, your tattoos are terrible. You're terrible. You suck. And you can't even honor people that go out there and lose their, lose their limbs for America. Okay, yeah, you take the whole take, Black Lives Matter, I get it. You take the whole Wear tag. Wear a fucking shirt. You then. take the whole tag. Minorities matter. I get that. But you, you know, is America that bad to where you can't just stand up on your two God-given feet and honor the country for sixty seconds? And sixty there's seconds. There's people that can't stand up when the national anthem is goes that, on because exactly. they lost their legs fighting for this country. Is it that bad to where you can't just honor America for sixty seconds to where you just gotta sit down with your stupid Gatorade bottle and your stupid tattoos and just not honor America? That is ridiculous. 
Hell yeah, go- Frankie! No, it, I'm Preach. awake. I'm awake now. I'm awake now. But his God-given talent only goes so far. He's a mobile quarterback. He's not even starting now. It's just ridiculous for him to sit there and not give the truce to America like you're supposed to do. I can't believe that someone Colin Kaepernick won't stand up for the national anthem. Back me up here, guys. Are you serious? Back me up. Someone. I'm with you. Let's go over to Tony. I don't think that we're going to get any debate on this issue. I mean, he completely has the right to sit down. That is his right as American. That's a, yeah, go but ahead. my thing is, if you want to make a statement about this country, say it in your fucking after-game press conference. Say it on Twitter. Say it on your Facebook page. Wear a fucking t-shirt for it. Don't sit down during the national anthem. Because guess what? You have the right to sit down during the national anthem because of the people that fought for this country, which is why we play the national anthem. Which is, it's the most fucking stupid thing I've ever heard. Like, oh, I'm not going to honor this country during the song that honors, basically honors the people that fought for my right to sit here and do this. Because I have the right to do this. And it's just fucking stupid. It's one of the most dumb things you can do. Yeah, you want to say minorities don't have it that great in this country? Guess what? This is still America. It could be a lot worse, people. Exactly. A lot worse. Like, you have millions of dollars. If you don't like America and you have millions of dollars, move the fuck out of the country then. It's so hard for your scrawny ass to go out there, trot yourself out during training camp and be a quarterback, not even starting quarterback, to be a second-string quarterback. It's so hard for you in America to just go out there and be a second-string quarterback. You can't just, you can't just be a man. D- dude, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. Colin Kaepernick is... Uh, taken away from my right on this show to just to be honored. I, I I can't go on without without being a dick. I can't I can't go on. I, you heard what my thoughts are. Oh. I can't do anything. All right, I want to get a hand on this issue, and I think it's uh yeah. The thing is, what everybody's saying is really good, but there's just so many different layers to this that make it wrong. First of all, I like to point out last year when I went to the Colts Patriots game in Lucas Oil Dome, Reggie Ewing was bawling his eyes out when uh. <laughs> He's blowing his eyes out as a national anthem, and it almost made me tear up thinking about Joe. And the fact, I mean, if I, I wasn't so close to Joe, it wouldn't mean as much to me, I don't think. But, like, my best friend in the whole world literally is fighting for our country, and this fucking jackass can't stand up. The thing is, the flag doesn't represent America in the sense of all its wrongdoings and stuff like that. What the flag represents is that people have, that have come before us have died and fought for this country. So we have the right to pretty much do whatever we want besides, like, smoke weed in some states and fuck girls for money. Besides that, we're the freest country in the world. We're the only place where you can come up. Another thing, I know everybody's bitching about, like, the fight struggle will never be over with racism, but we literally live in the best time in terms of equal rights, equal pay. We, I know there's still problems. I get that. But this is literally the best. But we're working we're to in the greatest that. time of peace. We haven't had a recession in eight years. There's only one every five. We're literally in the best time that it's ever been to be an American. You can freaking, if you're in a big enough city, you can sit there and order a video game controller and console. We'll be at your house in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? You can order food from anywhere you have delivered, Fandango or whatever the crap that is. And this fucking bum, this two-bit, one-look read quarterback can't stand up and honor. The fact, it's disrespectful on so many levels and there's so much wrong with it. And like, I don't even think he's smart enough. Not to mention, when the hell should we start? What makes Kaepernick an issue on, uh, or a expert on minority issues he's a football player this is the biggest joke it's like when people in their Oscar speech start sharing their political views it's like you're not an expert you know nothing more than i do kaepernick you people, probably know less let me give one. people uh you've heard this show for 21 now going on 22 episodes now 
we don't get a, we don't get along. We don't agree on much. But as of today, right here, right now, Colin Kaepernick, unanimous decision is a loser. He's a loser. Public enemy number one. He's a loser. I'm not even honored with I that. Go I'm no, just never going to talk one. about no, it. That number one, guy. there's a plenty, there's plenty of things going on in the world. I okay, get like it. Okay, like one, one. Colin like, Kaepernick see. is a douchebag, exactly. a loser. You can name every, every funny word you want to bring out of the dictionary, every slang word about Colin Kaepernick. He's not even a has-been. He's a never He's was. He's a never was. He's a loser. I'm not even sure. Burn! That's I keep catching myself. There's so many things I could say about Colin Kaepernick. Well, uh, here's here's my thing. Here's my thing: is if, if if you want attention, man, because you're not the starter and you're being a little bitch about it, why don't you win the starting quarterback job and call out somebody's defense or something? Why don't you why don't you do something like you know related Anything. to football? Why don't you do something related to your fucking job? But you can't even do that. No, no just sit at the national anthem. Some political statement. Yeah, you know what? Just, Maybe he's just so used to time. Ryan Pine just sitting's more comfortable comfortable for him at this loser. point. Loser. Yeah. Loser. All right, well, I don't think we should waste any more of our, our time with this guy that can't be bothered to waste Can his we, time standing up for, for my the boy record, Joe. Gerard, what is Colin Kaepernick? What? What is he? He's African-American, but he was adopted by two white parents. Oh, he grew up in the I was going to say loser, but yeah, good, good enough. Colin Kaepernick oh. is a loser. I can't stretch it enough on RSF, our take, Colin Kaepernick. Loser. Not to mention he's living the American dream, but we're moving on. We're going south. Uh, allegedly, America's favorite team. They're valued at like $3 billion or some shit like that. We're going to the Dallas Cowboys, and Tony Romo is showing great signs of age. He broke his back again, and he's out six to ten weeks, and I think this might be the most compelling storyline in the NFL season to see what Dak Prescott can do in the first couple weeks. What do you Dude, think about Romo, this? Romo just can't. Like they they need to move on. I th- I think I really think I know Dallas has like this attachment to him, and that he did he did pretty well there for some time now. But God Almighty, I th- I think no, you know brittle. you go with Dak Prescott this year, and then I think you really got to find a premier quarterback for the Big D. No, I, I think mean, this might be a blessing in disguise because the way Dak Prescott's tearing yeah. up the preseason, if Romo started, to, they'd want him to come in. So now you get him in there. If he sucks, you can go back to Romo week six, week seven. If he actually tears it up, then you have. Rookie quarterback, rookie running back, and Des Bryant ain't no scrub. So I think this is the – because Dallas honestly probably wasn't in that much of contention this year anyways for the Super Bowl. That uh, division's really weak, but in terms of uh, – in terms of actually making a playoff push and making it far, that shit's just not going to happen for uh, Dallas this year. So this is probably the best thing that could have happened for them, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where when I saw – a bunch of stuff on Facebook actually. And so then I flipped on ESPN to kind of figure out what was going on. And I saw it and they're like, Oh yeah, he's fine. He totally could have come back oh, in the game. Yeah. ESPN tweeted. He's day to day. Like five minutes after uh, somebody tweeted, he's out <laughs> six to 10 weeks. Idiot. hanging out his back. Uh. No, I just, I mean, Romo, I think he's just taking too many hits. Like, Romo was sick when I was in college, which is a long time ago now. You know what I mean? He's just past his prime. Yeah, and it's just the, the body can only take so much. As much as I love watching football, I also like storylines. And, like, how I want to watch the Knicks this year with that combination of people. I really want to see what Dak and Zeke can do. Like, I hate the Cowboys. They're a bunch of bitches, but I'm excited. Yeah, I think, I'm fired up for this. Jerry, I you think, only graduated, like, four years ago. It's not that long. Yeah, it's but a long I mean, time to be taking was, hits, Tony. Thanks for being contradictory, though. That's a great mood to have in the morning. Frank, how do you so feel he, about this? Here's the thing with Romo, though. Is he's the, the problem. The problem with Romo is he. I, I just don't feel like he could be that guy, like like Manning, right? Manning like knew he had kind of an, a you know a past injury issue, and he just seemed to just stay in the pocket 
and not, you know, really force his way around the field because he's not that mobile. And I think for Romo, he's just he's so much of a gamer that uh, he, he just does whatever it takes to, to get out, you know, get outside the pocket or stay in the pocket or just get the throw off. Right. And uh, he picked the wrong team to do it against for one, um, you know, with their, their mobile safeties and everything. But, you know, you just can't do that in older age. You got to understand your body, you gotta understand the system. And uh, I think the coaching comes into play, too. You got to know your quarterback and that he is not what he was four four to five years ago. And, uh, and, and you got to just find a way to get your guys open downfield so he can, he can throw and you got to make sure that that line is holding down the fort for, you know, at least a few seconds. The crazy thing but, about uh, the quarterback position in general is when you lose it, you just kind of lose it. One year you have it, one year you don't, it's a, yeah, it's like a pitcher. Yeah. Like, uh, Manny went downhill really fast and Brady's the one that's gotten better over his career, which is fucking amazing. I think it's, I mean, he doesn't drink as much anymore. He talks about all the healthy shit he does, but one year Brady's just going to come out and not be able to throw and that's going to be when he's done. Same thing with Rodgers, yeah. having a Favre. He was great one year. The next year he came back and sucked. You know. Yeah. Well, also the next year didn't he go to play for the Jets? No, no. He, I'm talking about when he was on the Vikings, Tony. Keep up. We're moving fast here. And guys, the thing about Tony Romo. Okay, look. Yeah, he he is. He, play, he plays for a, a billion dollar franchise, Jerry Jones. He's good enough. But at this point, man, he's getting older. Uh, I don't think we've ever actually had the opportunity to talk about Tony Romo on this show that much which is amazing, but, uh, dude, he sucks. And this is just, this is just a, a, a milestone for him to, to represent the fact that he sucks. He's not good anymore, and everyone wants to talk about the Cowboys. They're doing this, they're doing that. All we hear about in the media is the Cowboys. Guys, Romo sucks. The Cowboys suck. They're not – I get, I'll put – I don't do this very often. I guarantee, guarantee the Cowboys will not – win the division, they won't even end up in the top three. The Cowboys, I think the Giants are going to win that division, NFC East, this year. I'll put that on record right now, which is something, I just woke up out of bed an hour ago, not even. Cowboys will not win that division. It will be the Giants or the Redskins. The Redskins. Not the Cowboys. Romo Blue. You like that? You like that? Just like, just like he is, Tony Romo sucks. I don't have a big take on this. Romo sucks. They're not winning the division. Welcome to Frank, the new world. This is going to be a Frank, fun I'm... NFL with Frank. Romo sucks is a good thing to say. He sucks. <laughs> Frank, I'm with you on that. I think I think it's going to be a little tight though between stats wise. Romo the isn't too bad. Well, go ahead, tell us about it, please. You, you guys tight. are carrying me today, man. I, I don't have a big take on a lot of things. Go ahead, Joe. No, I, I'm I'm just I'm just kind of throwing my two cents. I, I agree with you, but I think the Redskins and the Giants are going to be neck and neck. I think that uh, Kirk Cousin had a little bit of lightning in the bottle as much as I love the man, old blue eyes. But uh, I think that division's just so weak. Like, they don't know what's going on in Philly. They don't have a quarterback. And they're yeah, still starting Sam Bradford. Wentz got had rib broken. I know this isn't part of the show sheet, and we'll just throw this in there. But I, 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 I want to hear your guys' take, all, th- all three of you, to be honest. Uh, who's, NFC-wise, who's looking good this year? Uh, and uh, I know Jerry's a Packer fan. We don't know why. We don't know why he does that, but whatever. Tony, you got a couple different takes. Joe, you're pretty biased. Uh, who's looking good this year in the NFC? Because it's, it seems like it's pretty open. I mean, it is pretty open. We were going to do our Super Bowl predictions, so we would have got our NFC champions if we would just wait a little bit. But uh, I'm impatient. I think the Packers are actually looking good, and I would go into it oh, more. I might say that for the Boneyard, but uh, what a surprise. They didn't play that. I think there's like a three-year turnaround. They probably should have won the Super Bowl two years ago, but they skipped that. They got Nelson coming back. I also like the Seahawks will always be in contention. 
I think Arizona's a candidate to fall off. I think Carolina's a candidate to fall off. But in terms of parity, it's actually pretty even well, all the way across Carolina the board. Didn't Carolina go 15-1 and last year? So they kind of got to fall off a little bit. Yeah, but I mean a yeah. deep fall off. I'm predicting 8-8 eight and eight at best for Carolina. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, they lost that cornerback, so that I think that's where you're I don't, Their defense is still going to be good, but I think they're going to have uh, Cam kind of figured out this year. Cam was doing some things, but if you watch him in the preseason, which I know doesn't matter, he's just throwing deep balls to Calvin and get him picked off. Like Denver gave you the playbook on how to beat Cam Newton. It's it's out there now, people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, mobile quarterbacks, they just they, they can they can get like, it for a little he bit. He has they can get tremendous it going NFL, arm strength, but, I, but I mean, accuracy he is not very good. The, the, the Broncos even yeah, said that. Exactly. Yeah, you got to get Cam Newton moving. You got to make you got to force him to throw early or you know or later. Um, and and really with uh, with mobile quarterbacks like him, I mean, yeah, you can figure him out in the NFL. There's just too many athletes in the NFL. You know, on, on pretty much every defense you know across the league. So you, if you if you uh, if you contain them and keep them in the pocket, it's it's not going to be good for for Carolina. Yeah, that's what you got to do. The difference between when you have a mobile quarterback, you want to collapse the pocket around them instead of just rushing upfield. But when you have somebody like Brady that's right. immobile, you want to just fucking send your guys four straight the field, and make them uncomfortable. Okay, so I can tiptoe as best as the next guy, and you guys seem to be doing it. So give me give me a team that is a sleeper. Give me the what's that a word? Sleeper? Quote unquote dark horse. Who's your dark horse? My dark NFC? horse is the I'll go Washington the Redskins. Okay, Tony. Um, man, I I say the Minnesota Vikings actually. Oh, that's a good one. Oh my god. Okay, I'll, I'll save that for another day. But Joe, my my dark horse. Uh, I want to say Kansas City. They ripped off. Yeah, like NFC nine bud. Straight. NFC pal. Come on. Oh, I, NFC. I'm still oh, hungover. I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was strictly NFC. My God. Good lord. Just because Frank's hungover uh, doesn't mean the show has to fall apart. To spread, Get it together, I'm, Joe. I'm not trying to spread the negativity. I just want a dark horse from, his way from Washington. Thank you, Frank. Oh my God. Are you serious? Who do you got, Joe? I'm about to buzz you dark, off if you don't pick dark horse. I. Well, Tony Tony took Minnesota from me. I was, I was going to say Minnesota. I just like their linebackers, man. Their their front seven's awesome on the defense. So I'll go. I'll go with Vikings. Okay. Okay. That's Who do you guys yes. your dark horse? Tony's winning. Well, I don't. I don't really. Well, both have you guys it. are losing. That's why. That's why I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, dark horse wise, everybody, guys, counting the Lions out. If you listen to any national media, counting the Lions out. They're, uh, Jerry's laughing. It's okay. They're counting the Lions out. No way, no how. Lions will do good. They're going to finish with five wins. However, on RSF, you heard it first, the Lions are going to do good this year. I look at that schedule. And you know when I on uh, telemarketing things and the channel says our views are no way affiliated with this telemarketer? Only Frank <laughs> believes that for the Lions. RSF no, in no way no, agrees. No. Why is it that with football, the two teams I root for, Michigan and Detroit and the Lions, like my two favorite teams in either sport. Frank's also the fan, and he's slappy, and he makes me look bad by comparison. Let me finish, okay? I looked at the, God, I looked at their schedule, okay? I looked at their schedule, and there's not many guys, people in listener land, listen. There's not many games on that schedule where I look at it and I strike fear into myself. There's not many games. I look at the schedule for the Lions. You got Jacksonville, the AFC South. You got these games. I they don't. Do, it I don't, is a good year for the NFC North. I don't. And the AFC I don't South. look at yeah for the NFC North in general. I don't look at the schedule and and think losses at all. Split with Green Bay, maybe uh, two wins against 
Minnesota, okay? Uh, two wins against Chicago, who was going to be overrated this year. Uh, Why'd you say they're going to go undefeated so we can skip this? No, I think at minimum, Gerard, at minimum, 12 wins. 12 wins. For 12 wins from Frank. I'm writing right. that down, people. 12 wins. 12. All right. Write, it down. write that I'm down and down. book it. You can book that. I think this is a great segue into the next part where we're going to yeah, talk Frank about the Lions. Yeah, Frank actually segued into us in the Lions. I know. It's yeah. awesome. Keep That's it going. I so it. I'm still good. I actually kind of want to, with Frank's predictions, I want to go through the Lions schedule game by game and see where he's at. Go ahead. Uh, chalk him up. Season opener at Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Win. Winning in Indy. <laughs> Win. Okay. Win. Home Keep against going. Tennessee. Win. I'll agree with you on that one. At Green Bay. Win. Loss. Are you serious? That's no, you damn right it's at a win. Lambeau Field. All right, all right. Just keep it moving keep to the schedule, going. all right? There's 16 games. Please At Chicago. Win. Home against Philly. Win. Easily. Easily. Home against LA. Win. That it will be a you win. You watch Hard Knocks? Dude. Win. All right, keep the it going. Tony. Tony. Keep Tony. it going. Don't look at me. Home keep going. Ag- home against the Redskins. Win. At Houston. Loss. Win. At Minnesota. Win. Loss. <laughs> Home against Jacksonville. Win. Easily. Home against Minnesota. Win. Loss. Easily. That is on Thanksgiving. I'll give Keep that. it going. Jesus Christ, Joe. At New Orleans. <laughs> Win. Easily. Home against Chicago. Win. At New York. Easy The win. Giants. Easy win. You just said they're going to win the NFC East. Yeah, they will. All right, so could we skip the whole schedule and you could just said undefeated? Because right now you're at 15 and 0. <laughs> can you? Can, I'm just saying. This guy's impatient. Here. He's impatient. I'm well, telling I'm you. I'm impatient because I like to give an actual view of what's going to happen. I got a loss coming up if you'd listen. At Dallas. Yeah, That's a loss. Plus. At Dallas will be a loss because Jerry Jones is in tight with the referees and he's got him in his pocketbook. Packers end the season, loss. right? At Dallas is a loss. Home against Green Bay. Win. Okay, so it's 15 and 1. 15 and 1. Yep. That's good enough. Okay. Both Green Bay. And I'm a slappy. What? All right. All right. We don't need to keep breaking down the schedule like that. We can just give an overall record. The Lions are going to go worse than 5-11. and 11. I was going to say 5-11. and 11. I was actually. That's where the Lions going to be set at. That's where it's been set by the pros. I got the Lions going worse than that. I, think I got the Lions going They had a fourth and 42 last 500? night. 500? Joe's not even a Lions fan, and he's more optimistic than I am. You know, whatever, guys. Yeah, Frank, Frank, you're what? coming, you're attacking me. You got two boys at the table right now saying they're going to go five and fucking eleven. I, I say five hundred. You're coming after me. Yeah, I got two guys at the table. Minimum wage, minimum wage, guys. They, they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's up. Tony has a little Burn. belief. Whatever. I mean, I love the Lions. No, I, guys, don't I, trust I, them. I no, one sec, one sec. Before you go, Frank, Jerry, do you truly believe they're going fifteen and one? No, I don't believe they're going to go fifteen and one. I believe the Lions are going to go twelve and four this year. At the worst case scenario, eleven and five. That's what I believe. I think that Ebron's going to surprise you. I think that uh, I watched the game last you, night. So you saw their D line getting blown up by the backups from the Ravens. Halodian and Agata just getting blown so well, far Gerard, off the ball. It's like Jenna Jameson in a porno. Okay, any any. Okay, that was good. I, I appreciate that. Okay, Burn. That, that, that was good. I appreciate that. However, you can't put uh, too much stock into the preseason, and I take the benefits out of it. Levy, Ansa, Slay, those guys all were looking good last night. You can only take the. Anything in the preseason, Slay you can get the couldn't pass. cover a guy in a phone booth. Well, he's a top ten corner. I mean, who's so- the Packers starting corner? Uh, Sam Shields. Okay, yeah, well, we heard about yeah. his name for what ten years now. He's got a okay, ring. Good. I'm pretty sure he's a ring, dog. Okay, well, it, we'll see. We'll see. 
We'll see, Jared. Randall, I'm not Quentin gonna, Rollins. I'm not going to get into some heated debate. I, All right, so we got our predictions on the Lions. We got 5-11. and 11. I got 4-12. and 12. Frank's got 12-4. and four. Krasik has 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, I'm not even going to let Frank pick a Packers record, but I got the Packers going 11-5 and five and winning the NFC North. No, the Packers are always good, Drug. The Packers are always good. I think... Uh, you can also call me fanboy number 12, though. You if know you listen I mean? to anyone in the national media, anyone in the national media, the Packers gets, get credit. Um, I think that, at best, they'll get nine wins. They'll get nine wins. The Packers will get nine, and they won't make the playoffs for the first time in a while. Rodgers sucks. He's getting old, and you know his time has passed. He's cold product, man. He's like Pokemon cards and and uh, four to one touchdown interception ratio. Okay, so look at throwing look a pick six Packers. since this is rookie season. He sucks. Okay, looking at the Packers schedule. Looking at the Packers schedule, I see about four or five games that are going to give him trouble, and I think they could go either way. Who's taking carries for the Packers this year? Who's taking carries? Uh, Lacey starts cracking his fat ass. He's dropped he a lot of good. weight, Frank. No, he actually kind of looks kind of chunky. He, really? he started working out with that P90X dude. Oh, tremendous. He got really skinny, tremendous. He a He's bigger, a bum. But... Tremendous. He's a bum. Well, Jordy Nelson's back. Oh, let me get my gun. Go ahead, Gerard. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you want me to you're just say, You just said Romo sucks, which I agree with. And you say Rodgers. Rodgers is arguably the best no, quarterback in the game right now. I'm just saying in the state of Michigan that we have to chill the Packers fan. You happen to be one. You happen to that's, be one. If you go up north, that's Packer Nation, brother. Oh. You I go up north. You get a cousin fuck nation. It's cousin wow. fuck nation. All right. I'm pretty sure you're the ones had sex with your cousin here, Frank. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Tar Jeffs. <laughs> oh, oh shit. So, Tony, where do you think the Packers record is going to be? Uh, the funny thing is, I'm going better than you. I'm going 12 and 4 for the Packers when I was looking at them earlier. I think this is going to be a big. I mean, if you. Can, how do you guys do. How do you maintain If you can follow me, people, I think there's generally like. Uh, when you win the Super Bowl, the next year you don't have a good regular season, but you get burnt out from all the extra games, so you have a little bit of dip, and then your next year is kind of a rebuilding phase, and the year after that you're going to be good if you have good management type of thing. Like, the Pats won the Super well, Bowl, they didn't make it last year. You know what I, I mean? I mean, you got to look at it this way. The Packers have four games that are probably going to be pretty easy wins because they play in the NFC North, and they get to play Chicago twice and Detroit twice. And as much as I love the Lions... I've gotten sick of the whole, oh, they're going to be good this year, and then watch them kick me in the nuts as they Yeah, suck. well, it's just ridiculous. But I actually – no, Tony, Tony, you smoke just and summed Jay up why bad. I stopped rooting for the Lions about, what, five years ago? I think it was like three years ago when you became a Packers fan, Joe. Yeah. No, so Joe's I, more I, of an NFL fan than just a Packers fan. So here, here I'm going to agree with Tony, though. I'm going to agree with Tony. I, I, I'm, calling, I'm saying 12-4. and four. I think they have too many holes on That's defense ridiculous. to go that high, but I think it's going to be really. I think when I said parity earlier, I think it is all going to be very close. There's going to be a lot the of the one Packer fan is being rational. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. By one win, <laughs> he's going to let it five. They're really going to, The problem is they're going to have to play Seattle again because they finished second. Game. That, that's new. And who else? Uh... All right, buddy. <laughs> Packers go away to Jacksonville. I don't need the whole schedule. Oh. What uh, division do they play in the NFC? Same as the Lions. Uh, they play the NFC East. So the NFC East, that's actually it. I go back on my Lions prediction. I didn't realize that was the entire schedule. I'm going to go fucking six and ten for the Lions because th- those are probably the two weakest divisions you could play. I mean, Jacksonville's up and coming, but Boros isn't there yet. All right, no one cares about that take. Six wins, that's bullshit. So what else we got? All right, moving on. We're going to do our way too early Super Bowl predictions. I think Frank probably has the Lions going. We can assume that. Relax. Who do you got from the AFC, Frank? 
the AFC, um, it's looking good this year. Uh, they're always they're, they always seem to manage to to put out a good team, but um, man, you know, move on. Go ahead, Tony. I'm gonna just go ahead and say the Patriots because they're kind of the safe pick. I mean, I'm doing Super Bowl predictions. I just gave Frank the Lions and a question mark. It's still a question mark. You can say both teams. I don't know who the Lions are playing this year. I don't know who they're playing. This year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we all are bowing at you now, Tony. So. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go Patriots and Packers then. Patriots, Pack. I take. It's a safe pick. What a lazy take. What a lazy take. What do you got, Joe? Uh, I want to say the Arizona Cardinals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like that, Joe. You're stealing with my thunder because I'm going Pat. Uh, um, Pack versus the Steelers. A rematch at 2010. So I thought of that one too. That. I was gonna say that. And I was like, well, you know, Arizona. I think, I think they might break through this year, though. Yeah, but Arizona's like a, they're getting old, dude. No, I think they caught a little yeah. bit of lightning in the bottle last year, and they tailed off towards the end of the regular season. Their defense is still good, but Carson Palmer, I think this might be his downfall. Yeah, I really don't think Arizona's gonna be yeah. that good. But so I mean, if Palmer, if Palmer, you know, if Palmer screws the pooch, then it's definitely uh, Green Bay. But I'm 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 gonna stick I'm gonna stick with Arizona. I'm gonna stick with my I mean my we are saying it's way too early and I know everybody's making their predictions right now, but you really should do this about week eight in the season. We'll give you some finalized zoned yeah, in ones because you sound like rookies. We gotta we gotta move on. I don't think we sound like rookies at all, Frank, and I was trying to make a point. What I'm saying is we had injuries ahead, coming up. All right, well would you let me finish? Go ahead. So I mean we got injuries that are gonna happen. <laughs> Rogers could blow out his ACL, Stanford could blow out his, and God knows if you're rolling North Lasky out there, it's definitely gonna be another O and sixteen season. But uh Anything else to so, comment on the NFL, or what do we got going? Uh, well, Gerard, I kind of want to. Gerard, what I want to know is, and, and you kind of helped me with this the other night, is um, fantasy football. So We're going to get I, there. I drafted my team, but I, I want some fantasy advice. Can you give us some fantasy advice? Uh, yeah, of course I can. I, I'm my reigning league champion. I won't be defending my title due to, oh my God, press uh, the button. you know what I mean, uh, accusations of collusion, which have been unfounded. But uh, So the first thing we're going to do, we're going to have a little fun with it before we get into the Vite section, and we're going to talk about different types of fantasy p- football players you come across. And I have a list of five. I made these names up myself. These are people who play fantasy Yeah, football. this is a type of player. Just to give the people an idea, Gerard has a notebook right now. So, yeah, he's, he's tuned in. All right, so the first type we got, and I think it's a pretty common type, is the fiddler slash tweaker, the person who's always playing the waiver wire. It's the LaBelle in our group, Nick LaBelle. You know, they're just always making moves. They'll have, like, 160 moves. So everybody else has, like, 40. They can't leave it alone. They'll change it three times in the morning. Yeah. Like, if you look at their lineup at 9 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11 a.m., it's three completely different lineups. Yeah. So uh, that's the first type. The second type we got is the let it ride guy. And that's uh, – I described it as my friend James Harwick, who one time was picking a tight end out of a sand bunker an hour before the game started last year. And it's pretty much you just get your team, you roll with it, make a couple changes due to injuries. But you just believe in yourself. You have high confidence. You know – Make the right picks, you're going to win. If you don't, you're just going to get blown out all season. I think I do that a lot, too. No, Tony, you do not fall into that type. The next type is the talker, the you-need-to-know-about-his-team guy that's Tony. Like You can say, oh, yeah, I'm having a good day in fantasy. I'm up by 40. Then all of a sudden, you're going to get an entire breakdown of Tony's team from quarterback to backup quarterback and the point scenarios if he had played this lineup versus that lineup. That's the talker. Always talking about his team, never lets it go, gets really annoying after about five minutes. Uh, I, I don't think I'm that annoying. I mean, I just can't help it. I pick good players on my teams. 
the, and I have good teams all the time. I think this name's really funny because I just came up with it, but it's the boast with no toast. It's the person who acts like they're a fantasy god, but they've never won anything, let alone maybe made it past the first round of the playoffs because normally half the teams go, so making the playoffs isn't really an accomplishment. you got to make it to what would be the divisional round. You know, you got the boast with no toast, and then we have uh, – I don't really know anybody that falls into that category, really, the boast with no toast, but the last category we have is the theorist, the Albert Einstein – and he's the type of person that crafts a lineup based on the fact – this is Joey, for example. He'll make a theory like, I should have uh, all my receivers should also return punts type of thing. Joey, would you agree with that? Yeah, that's what I did. They all return punts. I'm trying to do some double dip in here. I mean, it is a good strategy in the fact that you still get six points for a punt return TD, but how many punt return TDs are there a year? Maybe ten. The thing is, Antonio Brown's guaranteed two, know. and he might, you know, one of those two might give you the fucking ring. True. You know what I mean? It's just. I'm just saying it, it could happen. I don't know. Do we have any? I also, other... got, I also got Eifert, so I might, I might put Eifert in for one of those guys, and when he gets better. But I'm just saying. I don't, I don't get into the, the fantasy. I, I didn't know we were going to do the fantasy football take on the air. I, I just, uh, I'm not one to go around spouting aspersions on, on the, on the fantasy football. We I got was, a live draft tonight, Frank. You better have some kind of idea yeah. what's going on. I was gonna say <laughs> auto pick. I, I think you uh, no auto pick in a live draft. I think you forgot like the cliche guy. Uh-huh. Okay, he does like the wait, cliche there, wait, things. There's not. A, there's not an auto pick. No, no, there's not auto pick. Where? <laughs> yeah, the cliche guy. If you have any more types, you can throw them out there now. You know, he's always like the guy who's like. Oh, this he like he picks his player based off cliches like oh this guy's going into a contract year oh I didn't pick this guy because he's gonna have a sophomore slump that type of player yeah there is that player I actually I would consider myself a cliche guy because I do like the contract year people and I thought that OBJ was gonna have a sophomore slump which we did he did until the end of the season I thought Russell Wilson was gonna have a slump okay and we could also put out this take okay so is anyone okay so if you walk into a room you, you never met the guy before never met him never talked to him about sports, and they just assume that you're a sports fan, the douchebag, the douchebag that's, that's in the room, and just you say, hey, how you doing? My name's Frank. You shake their hand, and all of a sudden, it's fantasy football talk. It's on. And yeah, I know who there's something to be said about the guy that just has something to say about his fantasy football team at all costs. You could be doing anything, whether what job you do, whether it be a bartender, whether it be in a hospital, whether it be in a in a, in a, uh, a lab, whatever. Hey, how you doing? My name's Frank. Oh yeah. So, anyways, I got Antonio Brown. The first they just go spouting off about their fantasy football team. Yeah, and I mean that's part of the reason why I'm trying to phase myself out of fantasy football. Oddly, when I was in college, it was sweet because it made me want to get involved in every game. But now that I understand the game more and have more time, and Sunday's supposed to be a day of relaxation well, good for, for me because I got promoted to days. I don't. I can't wow. sit there. I just can't sit there and watch the Packers and try to will the Packers to victory and worry about Todd Gurley playing Seattle at Seattle, paying a hundred dollars for an NFL ticket on my tablet. I got another game going on my phone. I just can't do it anymore. It's too much for me. It stresses me out. Then I start playing all the scenarios of freaking. Uh, that'd be the Debbie Downer type, I guess. Is what I've turned into like I can't. Oh, if I win but they lose and this this and that, I can't do it anymore. I can't focus on fucking six fantasy games and sixteen NFL games anymore. I can't do it. Do I have gray hair? So now we have <laughs> the know. three types I couldn't think of were the cliche, the DB, and the Debbie Downer. Yeah. Negative Nancy, Sour Sale. So, I mean, kind of to transition back to NFL a little bit, but uh, also to bring in college here, just kind of a quick question to everybody. Which do you prefer, 
NFL football or college football? Oh, that's a good question, Tony. College football. College football all the way. I agree with Joe on that one. I love college football just because I think that it's it's A, more exciting, and B, sometimes you get a lot more of the ups- – well, you get more upsets there just because there's so much parity in the NFL. Um, I'll tell you what. College football, um, it has a lot of flaws, but I get more excited. The, the question is excitement. I get a lot more excited for college football, man. Michigan playing yeah. whoever, it's exciting. You get riled up. It's 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 awesome. College football Saturday, there's a feeling there that it's like no other. It's awesome. But there's something to be said about NFL Sunday and, you know, pick your team. I mean, we're obviously Lions fans except for Gerard. Guys, Seesaw on his way from Washington. Well, actually, we're Thank split that. Lions and Packers. No, we're split Lions, Packers fan. I, I'm not even quite sure what Joe represents anymore. It's, it's hard to tell because he Seesaw's his way from Washington. But freaking. <laughs> Why don't you move to Chicago? All right. But so, okay. but so, basically, there's something to be said about a college, uh, a college game. It's exciting. Everyone's going nuts. It's awesome. I think college football is more exciting. However, uh, football-wise, on Sunday with the pros, if the Lions are, say, you know, which they will be this year, they'll, put this, they'll be like 8-1 and one going into a, a game against someone on Sunday. Maybe the Jaguars. It's exciting, and it's more – it's hard to put it into words. It's it's more real in NFL. It's more real, but college, it's a little. It's 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 like almost like a fantasy thing. It's 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 fake, but it's it's hard to tell which is more exciting. Um, I am going to also seesaw with Frank, but for different reasons. I'll I'll drop it on myself later. But uh, if you're talking about just for like states versus the fact that I'm a state fan and a Packers fan, I get way more hype for state games because it reminds me of college and my times there tailgating. But in terms of like an overall season, I'm taking the NFL. Like there are some like LSU, Alabama or Michigan, Michigan State is better than any pro game you're going to see all year long. Ohio State, Michigan is up there with them. But okay, let me ask total you Total product, there's quick. just too many crappy teams in college. Let me ask you this. Yeah, so, but in college you get more games, which gonna, I think right, adds look, to the excitement. Look, Tony's, I don't, a, Tony's a gunman. Tony's a gunman. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to get my Glock 19. I'm going to put it to your head. If you had to it's pick, freaky, no, this is for Gerard. This is for Gerard, not, not Tony, because I know his answer. I put a gun to your head and say, look, you ain't, gonna get, you ain't getting the best of both worlds anymore. You got to pick watching Michigan State games or Packers games on State Sundays. games, no doubt. State games, no State doubt. Games. Okay, so well, there's, pick, the answer. there's the answer. Yeah, but the thing, I'm talking about like when Alabama's playing Chattanooga in the second to last week of the season, there's no games oh, like that in the pros. Whoa. I'm saying, if you're looking at a body of work as a whole – I'm taking the NFL, but if you're talking about which I get more excited for, Michigan State or the Packers, I'm going Michigan State. Yeah, but while Alabama's playing Chattanooga, there's 20 other games that are there's awesome three that good week. teams in a 14 team Big Ten. All right, the entire NFC North is pr- pretty decent. You know what I mean? There's more competitiveness. I like the skill level better. I like the way the field stuff. I hate the wide hash marks. It completely changes the game. There's only one type of defense really played in uh, college. They're not fast enough. They get away with the read option all day when you play weak teams. Like, Northwestern Michigan doesn't do shit for me. I don't care. It doesn't, what, Michigan's always going to win. What amazes but me— But Packers-Lions is always a good game. What amazes even me— Even when the Lions were bad. Is, is that there's, like, two totally different highs when you watch different games. If you watch a, uh, a high-intense, high-velocity college football game versus an a intense uh, NFL game, it, there's just t- it's two totally different worlds. If I'm watching Michigan versus Michigan State, it's a totally different feeling than watching 
the Lions play the the Bears on on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. It's totally I, that's different. That's the point I was trying to make. I, I heard you. I'm just saying it's a totally different feeling. But it, it's hard to like kind of. Di- no one ever really uh, differentiates the two. Is what I'm saying. It's hard. Yeah, I mean they're both great, and we're blessed to have them both in our lives. But if you're talking like, if I'm going to watch Raiders versus Broncos, I'm way more excited than for that than I was for Cal Hawaii. You know what? Does that make sense, you guys? Like, I'm taking the whole picture of the season. I'm taking the NFL. It does make sense. But if I have to pick one team to watch the rest of my life, I can only watch them. It's the Spartans. Well. Do you see yeah. where I'm coming from, Joe? Tony's over here texting. No. Yeah, Tony's no, texting I, his I, wife I totally... on the show, which we've talked about. I'm not we've texting my wife. It. I'm actually I, I totally, the phone to, I, I see what you're saying, Gerard. Put the I phone down. But I think, I think what we need to do right now, I think what we need to do right now is uh, – is actually move on to NCAA football and make some predictions here because what we haven't heard is yeah I agree the show started out keep running especially with that question so we'll give you the fantasy advice next weekend because NFL doesn't start yet we'll do a little bit of that for the last minute drafts maybe make a video during the week or something but we're gonna move on to Joe's gonna get to defend Notre Dame so we're gonna give him a small glimpse of what kind of shit we were talking last week and I mean I kind of feel Carly we did behind his back but. We said they're no better than any other program. They're never going to be good. Brian Kelly's a bitch. Um, that was that was trying to call them a bitch. Joe's kind of a loser for liking Notre Dame. They touch little boys. Wow. All that stuff. It wasn't that That's bad. But I want to get you fired up. They're a bunch of Catholics. I That's actually, before you get going, Joe, okay. I was listening to the herd, and he was defending Notre Dame, and they have a 12 o'clock curfew. They can't have girls in the dorms. They have to take calculus as a freshman. Stuff like that. And they have to be a 2.0 from the rip, not just get to a 2.0 by like their junior season. So there are some factors still against them. But the main point we were making was that Brian Kelly recruits the same way everybody else does. And we don't want Notre Dame fans to have this nose in the air about, oh, we don't take players unless they're smart. Well, no, no, no. It's actually, it's actually the opposite is that they do recruit like other teams. Like uh, I will never deny that Notre Dame does not recruit like other teams. The problem is they lose fucking some of the recruits. Because they can't do that that 2.0 thing right off the bat. And then they end up just going back to Florida or, or somewhere like that. And then on top of that, um, when well, you want to say Notre Dame touches little boys. They have had academic scandals as well. If, if you want to say Notre Dame touches little boys, Harbaugh is the one sleeping with his recruits. So there's that. I knew that um, was coming. I knew that was coming. Hey. Hey, well, it's just a rip on ca- the Catholic Church in general. They sweep in pedophilia underneath How's the rug. How's Manti Teo's girlfriend okay. doing, We Joe? can say that. We were raised Catholic. How's Teo's girlfriend is she well, real? I don't know. Frank, is she around? She never existed. Is she around? He's gone. He's Where in the pros. Leave him alone. Where is she? That was actually pretty fucked up. Yeah. I hear about that uh, all damn season long. What, what else? What else y'all got for Notre Oh, Dame? did I throw you off? That's I'm pretty sorry legit, there. man. I'm but sorry. that wasn't a very good defense. I quivered. Also, over there. Uh, I may have called into question the how tough their schedule is, since they like to say that they're independent to play a tough schedule. Okay. And their schedule's actually so, kind of weak. So let's go. Let's go through Michigan's schedule. I want. I want you to match the games, the the team strength to the team strength of these teams on Michigan's schedule. So if you got it, pull it up. You. you compare, I don't even want to do this because you're comparing apples to oranges. Michigan has to play the teams in the Big Ten. Notre Dame because it literally choose no, their entire that's schedule. Fine. That's fine. I'm just saying. If you. That's if you fine. Want to call no, no, schedule, no, no, let, let him do something. What do you want, Joe? What do you want to do? Okay. How many hard games do you say Michigan has? What do you want? No, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not telling you to tell me. Match, match them up with these teams, these programs that Notre Dame well, scheduled. We kind of put it on advance. the spot for a 12-game series, Joe. You realize what this we're doing? This is live radio. This guy's away from Washington. I'm not CSON. Do you have the Notre Dame schedule up? You gotta be CSON to call me out and say I'm CSON. You're just making shit up now. Okay. Okay. Here's, the, here's, here's who's Notre Dame. Here's what I see is uh, Notre Dame's big games. Texas. MSU. Dumpster fire. 
Stanford, the U, Vatek. The U USC. suck. Vatek sucks. Your two big games are Michigan State, Stanford. Texas is a dumpster fire. USC the U is a dumpster fire. USC is a dumpster fire. Those are programs USC that have names, but they're dumpster fires. USC now. Notre Dame is always a good game, but I mean, in Michigan has three hard games. They have at Michigan State, at Iowa, and at Ohio State. And they have to go on the road for all of them. That's three. And Notre Dame gets Michigan State and Stanford at home. Okay, so still, that's two to three. Still MSU and Stanford. And I mean, Notre those are your two hard games. USC is comparable to Iowa. I, I'd get put that in the same bracket. So their schedule has about the – we were talking about last week. They said when they first made the playoffs they were going to favor people that made hard schedules, but it's not true. It's just about wins. That's all the playoff yeah. committee cares about. So it's smart the way they do it. They're really just playing the system, so I can't knock either one of them. The other thing, too, though, it's not Notre Dame's fault. Texas and the U couldn't figure it out three years in advance when they scheduled these fucking games. Yeah, I mean, it's also not fucking the U. I'm, you know what? We can do it on another day. I might save this one for the Boneyard, but the U has just bought two series of titles, and they just bought two good teams. Nobody's a real Miami fan. Nobody goes to the game. The stadium isn't even on fucking campus. It's a private school. Nobody cares. They just bought a couple championships, and they get into the royalty category with, like, your Michigans and shit. Ridiculous. All, that's all I'm saying, though, is like the U, like we scheduled them because they're supposed to be one of the better teams in college. But they football. haven't been good Texas. since like 03. No, you schedule them because they're an ACC opponent. Texas, you could have, Texas should have had it turned around by now. I'll give you Texas. Yeah, Texas it was, was good for quite a while, and they are supposed to be a good team. With Charlie Strong coming in, they were supposed to turn that shit around. And, they, and it's not my fault that they haven't done it. So, yeah. Okay, so we can't the weak schedule arguments out. You actually made a good compliant point there, but what about this fucking gun charge, weed charge, gun charge, weed charge shit, Joe? Do you think the kids- Well, they kicked off our best safety, so and they then the next best player is suspended indefinitely. Joe so what do you want us to do? Joe. I mean, yeah, I think, and his girlfriend's out there all over social media trying to claim racism in that one, too. Okay, so. Joe, it's okay. I, I just want to tell you, it's okay. It's A-OK. I want you to say it on the air for the people, because a lot of people write in about this. I want you to say, it's okay. Notre Dame used to be a good program, as far as character issues go. It's okay. In order to compete, you have to bend the rules a little bit. I want you to say it's okay. Please, just say it. Well, okay, but how is Please. how is kicking how is kicking our best safety off the team helping us compete? It's not helping you compete. I mean, they exactly. also okay. Got so then where are you going, Frank? I, where I'm going is I want you to say it's our all second right. best corner. You know, Joe, you're, 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 you're tiptoeing. You know you you know what I want I'm you to say. You know I'm what I want you to say. You know what I want you to say. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, Frank, you got to compete. You got to compete. Go ahead, Frank. Answer my question. Go ahead. How is kicking two of our best secondary players off the team helping us out? How is that helping us compete, Frank? Okay, do you have a couple more that are good, right? Yeah, we got a couple more that are good. They're freshmen, though. And I'm sure they're not the best. They're not the best it's guys. It's not necessarily right? all on Brian Kelly, too. I guess Frank, they do their weak I'm talking in the general. Who gets the no, pick? Gerard, who's available? Don't let him get away. You're his best friend. Don't let him. Get I mean, away. his his argument is him. pretty weak. But this is the take. This is the whole. Oh, my argument. No, weak. listen. This is the whole. Notre Dame's no. weak and they suck. Yeah. No. All right. That's over the top. That's over the top. This is the whole reason I woke up this morning, Joe. It's for this segment. This segment. Look. Okay, Notre Dame finally got exposed for what they are. They're competing. Everyone does it. Florida State does it. Michigan does it. Michigan State even does it. Everybody does it, Joe. 
I want We're you. We're reeling in two no. stars, bro. Damn it. God, let me finish. I want Joe on the air to just acknowledge the fact that Notre Dame isn't a good old boy. They're not a good old boy anymore. Are you not, Joe? I think we still are. You're a good old boy? Oh, my God. Frank, our top tight end is not playing this year because of academics. So what yeah, did the other tight end cheating, do? Bro. What the other tight end do? What the other so tight end do? He's not playing. Like what? What the fuck do you want me to say? I want you to say that Notre Dame bends the rules just I, I like everybody else we're bends not the rules. Bending any rules? They're You're not always bending. Frank. No, no, Joe. I think the I think the point has gotten confused. Playing, if these guys are out of the fucking game, that means we're not bending any rules. You're it's not Billy awesome. White and clean anymore. You're not. You're not. They bend the rules. I think the point just are like everybody confused. else bends the rules. The point we're making is in recruiting. What rule they am don't... I bending? What rule are we bending? What rule? The rule of character issues. You got a bunch of them. On the, the point on your Frank's team. trying to a make bunch. is Notre Dame's Every known as the goody two shoe. It, it doesn't deal with Joe. Them. Joe, it doesn't have to do with the punishment. What he has the point we're trying to make is that Notre Dame is always regarded as they recruit like a higher standard of player. And what we're saying is that's not true anymore. Like, yeah, they're catching the people and they're suspending them. That's actually good. I appreciate that. But what we're saying is they wouldn't have recruited those guys pre-Brian Kelly. It's not just hey. Manti Teo anymore with a fake I've girlfriend. Never, never it's said, not just – you I never, never brought up Manti Teo on this show, and I'll give you that. You never brought him up on this show ever in 22 episodes. You never have. But it's not Why just that. Why would I ever bring up Manti Teo? Well, he plays for your school. He plays for your school. Okay, it, yeah, he used to play for the school. Like, what? That's not, that's not the point I'm making. Now, Frank. All right, no, I don't want to be talking Dan, about Monte, no, Monte let me Teo. Say, let me say one thing. The point is, it's not just Manti Teo anymore. Your guys, your guys, you're the only Notre Dame fan on this show, are out there smoking weed, you're packing guns, you're packing heat. There, there's character issues on Notre Dame now, and it, it never was like that openly before. This is the first time in a long time that we've seen this kind of thing with Notre Dame. I just want you to acknowledge, acknowledge it. That's all I want. Just you to acknowledge it. It's okay. It's okay. There's, there's gun packers and weed smokers on every team that we like. Michigan, Michigan State, all of them. Admit that Notre Dame's one of them now. You're a part of the party. Welcome aboard. Your Wait, players might rape some people. Notre Dame's never not been a part of the party. No, it's different. Oh, so there's they, no they change. They were held to no a higher change. standard of excellence. No when they had Brady Quinn at quarterback. They follow through with disciplinary action. Oh, my God. That's yeah. the difference. It's never been that. We never had any fucking issues. Notre Dame's always had issues with players. Sure, sure. It's okay, Joe. You're, you're defensive. The point, I, don't, I don't think we're going to come to it. I thought we are, we're almost there, but I'm just saying the point we're making is Brian Kelly is slimier than coaches that came before him. And I'm not saying that the punishments aren't more harsh what? there, but I mean, you can call it with weed. Can someone, can no, time out. Can someone pull up, pull up Notre Dame's schedule? Can one of you guys pull it pull up? We, we, I, I pull pull up Notre Dame's schedule, and we'll talk about your boys and their character issues and who they're playing. Pull it up. Come on. Once again. I mean, we went through it last week. I want Tony last... to break down who they're playing, and I want you. I want Joe. No, Joe's on blast. I want, to, I want to hear what's going on. All right. We, so we did the line schedule. We went through it last week, but we'll go through it quickly I'm this time. Joe wins and losses for Notre Dame. At Texas. Joe, Win. this is all you. Win. Home against Nevada. Win. Home against Michigan State. 50-50. Okay. Home against Duke. I'll put that on as a win because I think Notre Dame's going to win. State of Wilma. Home against Duke? I said win. Oh, I didn't hear you because Jerry's talking. But home against Syracuse. Win. At NC State. Win. Home against Stanford. 50-50. Home against the U. Cop out. What a cop out. Home against the U? 
Joe, you there? In. Win. Okay. W. There Win. we go. Home against Navy. Go fast. Win. Go fast. Home against Army. Win. Home against Vatek. Win. At USC. 50-50. All right, so you got them at 1.5 losses by my calculation. You know what? That's not, it's not fair. I, I would expect Joe to call me out. When I say Michigan's going to go 12-0, and 0, which they will, I want him to call me out, of course. But damn, okay? So Notre you Dame, want, you want, so you what are you saying? Michigan, Frank. You I want you to I, no. know they're ranked 19th out of the top 20. I want you to take a stance. Fast. I want you to take a stance on Notre Dame, and I want you to say that so they're going to go to the playoff. I want, you, I want you to take a stance on Notre Dame. On this show, people email, people write all the time about Joe and Notre Dame, the All-American Marine and Notre Dame. CSON, so defend Frank. your team. Frank, defend don't your talk team. about CSON. We just talked about allegations and say, you want me to tell me it's okay, and now you want me to defend my team, and then you want me to make predictions. What do you, what do you want me to do, Frank? I want you to defend your team. Frank, I'm honestly kind of lost on Frank, the path Frank's going Frank, down I'm right gonna, now, too. Frank, I'm going to make it real simple. Frank, I'll make it real simple for you. Pick one thing you want me to do, and I will do it for you. Okay, well, first of all, I want to preface by saying the, the path the path, the path that I'm going – we know. The path that I'm going down – Pick one thing, Frank. Get to the fucking point. I'm getting to the point. The point You're is – You're from Detroit. He's not Seesaw. He couldn't find the point with a map and a goddamn Sacagawea travel the guide. The point is I'm not going to – I'm not going to – compass for you, Frank. You need one? No, the point is I'm not going to sit around a table where everyone is agreeing on every single thing. We go down list by list by list on every single thing. Everyone's agreeing. For 10 minutes. What do you want me to do? I Just want you point. to take a stance on Notre Dame. We're talking about Notre Dame. We're talking about Notre Dame on the air. We're on the air. I want you to take a stance on them and not seesaw. You're, you're accusing me of seesawing. Take a stance on your team. Who's going to be better? Stay. Notre Dame? Michigan, Notre Dame. Who's going to be better? You just said they Notre were going to go twelve and one. Are you going to go to the playoff? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. There's your answer. Notre Dame. Okay, good. What a take. That was a long way to get to a really simple thing we knew was coming, anyways, people. So let's get to some no, actual it's bullshit. Fuck. Let's break down the weekend that we have in college sports because I don't really know where the fuck we're going. This Notre Dame thing didn't work out how I thought, people. Uh, okay, Gerard. Joe's so t- confused. You haven't taken a stance on state. No one. T- I, my, I gave Good us, radio. What are you talking about, Frank? We gave our predictions last week. I got nine and state going nine and three. Good and radio and equals taking a stance. I took a stance. Ten and two for state. No, They're no lose tip-toe. Day, so that's the guy who I'm picks Michigan and tip-toe. the Lions to win pretty much every game. Everybody's tiptoeing. There's still a no. I don't I'll get who's tiptoeing. Frank, I don't today? get who's tiptoeing. Frank, is that what we're doing today? We we'll gave tip-toe. Stone I'll Cold records today. last week. We got okay. Joe Stone Cold record of eleven and one today. Easy show. I'll tiptoe my way to. Five o'clock, whatever. Let's you didn't go. tiptoe. Let's you go. picked the lines. We all picked the exact records. We're not tiptoeing, Frank, but we're going to get to some stone cold predictions now. Go ahead. All right. We're going to pick this weekend's slate of games. Every week, we're going to pick uh, Notre Dame State and Michigan. Then we're going to add the big games. And once the pros start going, we'll probably make those picks independently on YouTube because I'm going to try to pick all 16 games every week, get a little presentation going if I have to. So wow. The, the first game we're looking at is Notre Dame <laughs> at Texas in Austin. Burn orange. Fire up uh Long, I don't know their chant is. Where are you going? Where it's are you Hoke going? Hook horns. You want to go going, Frank? Because you're really starting to upset me now. We're picking Notre Dame versus Texas. That's okay. where we are. We're not going anywhere. That's exactly where we are. Okay. Go ahead. I got Texas. Me too. <laughs> I got Notre Dame. Texas. Burnt is... orange makes me want to puke. All right. I got Notre Dame 35-17. 
Oh, oh with the wow. score. I whoa, like that. Whoa, I like whoa, that. Oh, he busts out the score. No, uh, in all seriousness, we got a little carried away there. It was my fault. But, um, no, I, I, I said this last week on the air, last week's episode. I said it. I think Texas, um, they, they got a bad rep. Texas is a high-profile school. Uh, they had a bad rep going in. But uh, going into the, the game against Notre Dame, I think they're supposed to be better this year. I think they'll – They'll beat Notre Dame in a close game. I'm not going to go uh, a blowout fashion, but I'll say they're going to win by at least a touchdown, and I think Texas will beat Notre Dame. And that's where I was going with the whole thing. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be very good this year. I don't think it's a very good look for them to have all these character issue things going on. I think Notre Dame is going to be irrelevant. I think they'll be unranked going into the, the bowl season, and you know the good teams will prevail. And Notre Dame won't because they're not a good team. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, write that down. I'm writing that down. Go ahead and write it down. You can write, write, uh, make sure it's black. Oh, nice. Make sure it's black. Yeah, irrelevant. As we're uh, irrelevant. writing that down, let's move on to the next game. We got U of M Hawaii. Let's go to our Go Blue supporters. Big Blue Club, whatever they call it. Let's go there. I, I got Michigan. Frank? Michigan will annihilate them. Hell to the – wait a second. They suck. Rainbow Warriors for the victory. Offset Central. Hawaii. Kaka! That's for sure. Hawaii shock just value. got blown out by Cal. I don't give a feathers fuck if they just got blown out by Trent High School. Hawaii all day, every day. That's shock value, people. That's but just you hating on Michigan, isn't it? He's a hater. He's a hater. Well, yeah, I, gonna... spent, I spent three years in Hawaii. Oh, dial it up. Uh, dial it up. But Burn! You just let me finish. Jeez, oh, Pete. Go ahead. You have all the time. The place. Great weather. Uh, got to go with Michigan, though. Hawaii, I mean, they just got blown out by Cal in Australia. It's not a good look for them. Uh, and they're going to be in the big house. So I can't believe nobody's I, 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 I the go jet Michigan. lag factor finally across the I got to be country. realistic. You know what I mean? I, 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 can't, I can't, like, realistically expect Sports Hawaii to do Sports aren't real, though. And Jerry just picks these Michigan because they denied his admission. They waitlisted me. All right, huge difference, number one. Number two, the next game is my alma mater, the green, the white, the one, the only, fucking playing the school for the blind. Three Big Ten championships in five (laughs) years, playing Furman or Fordham. I don't even know. It's Furman. Starting on a Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know who I'm going with, people? On the banks of the Red Cedar. All right, cut cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. (laughs) Seriously, but uh, sure, yeah, you're, you're going to win week one. You will win. Michigan State will prevail. They will win week one. You got that, Gerard. There's no can argument I, here. Can I say something real quick? I th- okay, I think I think it's safe to say we all pick Michigan State. This is just ridiculous. I don't even know what school that is. Hey, uh, I'm looking at <laughs> Michigan's page on ESPN, though, and like under 2017 recruits, they have a guy, Rocky Lombardi. He's a quarterback or a defensive tackle. So... Which is it gonna be? <laughs> yeah, well, what's Sugar Shane Morris? You know what I'm saying? Bum. Oh man. Yeah, so we all, Joe or uh, Frank. Russell, I mean, you got yeah. Michigan State. I have Michigan State in that game, but I just want to acknowledge the fact on this show. I mean, with college football, it just gets so animated. I mean, we get so animated with the show. Yeah, they're gonna win Week One. I want to talk real stuff, but. We will. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do get, the predictions when those well, games We get come. animated on oh, college football because Jerry's a Michigan State okay, slappy. Well, you, who, you're a Michigan slappy. I want to hear I'm you. a realist, and Joe's a Notre Dame slappy. Tremendous. So, Jerry, what? Oh what? No, what? Who's you're not Michigan, a realist, Tony. Who's Michigan State playing week one? Furman. They're playing Furman. Can we all Victory. agree that that's almost not even 
topic worthy. Can we agree that Hawaii is not really topic worthy? It's more topic Furman worthy. Furman might beat Hawaii. It's more topic Green worthy. Thank you from that psycho. But freaking, so, so Furman, it's all good. You're going to win the game. We're talking real stuff. Is Furman even a D1 school? I don't give a fuck. I don't Dude, give a fuck either. Eastern Mississippi Community College down in last Dude, chance. Michigan counts here. wins when they say most wins ever against an Ann Arbor Pioneer High School. I don't want to get into a soft schedule. No, because, guys, here, look, here's the thing. I get passionate about this stuff no matter what if i roll out of bed whatever when it comes to college football there's so many strong opinions and that's the whole reason i got at joe about the notre dame thing i don't want to come down into our studio and take tiptoeing stances nobody's tiptoeing you're nobody tiptoed i don't get no no joe don't you step in because you did tiptoe you're all right you said nine and three you tiptoed about notre dame notre dame is a is a huge topic for this show because no one else on this show represents Notre Dame except you, Joe. You represent Notre Dame. And the tiptoeing part comes into to play because no one has set a stance about Notre Dame once. Once. What did I tiptoe about? What did you say the record was going to be? I don't know. I, he does have a point there. You kept saying 50 No one knows. Who is Notre Dame? You if someone it. listens to this show, they should know what Notre Dame is going to do. If you're he a Notre Dame fan. what the record is going to be. He just said 11-1. I'll ask you right now. I'll you ask were you going right What's the record? What's the record going to be? What is Notre Dame's status? 11-1. 11-1? Yes. Okay. So then what? So then you're going to go to the playoff? Yeah. Okay. Notre Dame's going to the playoff. See? That. I don't agree with you, but that's the stance I want. I came on air last week and said Michigan is going to go undefeated, go to the playoff, win, and go to the national championship. That's okay, a stance. Okay, we can't say I tiptoed, Frank. I wasn't even on the last show. You're right. right. You're right. I apologize for that, but I'm just saying people listen to this show, and you're the one Notre Dame fan. There's a bunch of them out there. There's a bunch of Notre Dame All right. fans. I, I think we got no. some more games to pick here. No, I'm, I'm – Go ahead. Notre Dame ahead. does have the number one fan base. They're one of those ones that There's a shitload of Notre Dame country. fans out there, and they don't yeah. know what's going on with the picks. Listen. He's been pretty clear about the picks. No, All right. Just now. Next game to pick, we're going Auburn versus what Clemson. Probably the best pussy. game of the weekend. Oh, you no, 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 no. What, what did he just say? Uh, he used a word that's derogatory to women, so I'd like not to repeat it on the airwaves. I'm on the air. I said he's, he's being – both you guys. No, I, I was referencing to Gerard about being a pussy for moving on, but go ahead. What? You call me a pussy? Yeah. We got predictions to make. You're cutting tea me time. off. You're cutting me off. Oh, you got a tea time. Frank, you've been talking about people tiptoeing. Nobody tiptoed this entire show. Everybody tiptoed. The whole show. Not a Take single a person tiptoed. <laughs> Take a stance. We may need to hang over exact... Frank more often. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Gerard just wants to get through this show to move on. To, to golf. Go ahead. Just get through the show. I'm I don't not want to just get through. Man. I didn't I'd see saw. The only thing I seesawed on was college to NCAA and I admitted it openly. I'd rather just be sleeping than just seesawing. Sleeping than seesawing. I gave exact. Oh, I, so ca- I can't do it. All right, people. What do I talk Gerard, about? Do I, let's go back and talk about Notre Dame small. We don't like him. Joey does. What else is there to say? He thinks he's I want him to one. simply I take think a they're stand. going nine and three. Simply take a stance. You're trying to get through the show sheet. I literally just sheet. took a stance. Go through the show sheet. Go through the show sheet. That's what you want to do, right? All right. Auburn versus Clemson. Auburn. It's at Auburn, Auburn. mind you. This Auburn. I'm picking Auburn. Really? Frank? Clemson. 
Clemson's a heavy. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Did we did we pick between Bam and USC? Uh that's coming up, Joe. Can we anybody oh, okay. focus on the actual show? She wants me jumping around. Well, like we're not all just trying to get through it like you. I'm trying to have some kind of order in my life. Oh, go ahead. Wait, do we know what conference the officials are from? I don't care. All right, guys, back it up a little bit. Back it up a uh, little bit. Probably Big East. Clemson. All right, look, we're moving on to Clemson. Apparently, Clemson is a pipeline for great defensive ends, defensive tackles, and talented individuals. Clemson is a pipeline for talent. Clemson is going to come out, and they're going to beat them. You might have just saved yourself Frank, with that comment. They're going to win. Frank, you totally I, redeemed Frank, yourself. I, Frank, I couldn't agree with you more. Frank, I couldn't agree with you more, but they just also had a massive offload of defensive talent, and it was senior talent. Yeah, well, they go to so the NFL all the time. That quarterback's ends. supposed to be a Heisman contender. Uh, True, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun I, I, Watson. I, He's I, supposed to be the next Cam Newton. For some reason, I thought he left. So I just don't. Can I, I change my pick to Clemson? No, no, you can't. You heard it here first. Who picked the McGregor fight? Who picked out? You heard it here first. Clemson will annihilate them. It's going to be easy picking. Clemson is a pipeline for talent. They'll win. Um, I thought it was going to be the unpopular take on the show, but I got the, I got Auburn. Fire up War Eagle, right? I'm not I think Clemson's a good team. I just, I just going I just on the road the first Auburn game being is home. It's probably going to be SEC officials and. We know how those. I work. think they have the neutral. Account. That doesn't. I don't think that matters. I think it's just the pure fact it's at home and Auburn has something to prove. That's their Super Bowl because they're gonna get blown out in the SEC. Auburn's not good. Although we could talk about. I'm not sure if it's official, but I'm pretty sure James Franklin from Last Chance U is gonna be their starting quarterback. Uh no, I saw somewhere that it's not gonna be him. Oh well, then uh, fuck it's, that. It's someone else. Not a storyline uh, to talk about that. We'll keep it moving, people. Our next game is uh, Alabama USC. It's a glorified home game for Alabama because it's in Dallas or Arlington, technically, in Jerry World. Uh, I got Bama, of course. Bama. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Bama. I think they, they got a lot of returning. Games. I'd really like to see USC pull this one out, though. You know I'm really what? looking forward be, to this. I mean, I always root against Alabama, but at the same time, I'm realistic. <laughs> They're going to win the game. You know what? Yeah, but it, it would be fun to see USC pull one out, though. That, that would start the season off right, man. Well, if you'd listen to the minister, you'll hear. Uh, USC is, a, um, is on the uprise, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. Um, they're going to be uh, recruiting a lot of good talent, a lot of freshmen. USC will win that game. Say it with a little conviction there, Frank. USC will win that dun, game. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, they'll, they'll be playing that song when they dance into the end zone. USC is going to win that game. It's going to be an upset. You heard it here I first. Think, I think he's trying to move on to FSU. That's what he's doing. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's the victory I, for uh, USC. I just picked, I just picked the, USC to win that game. Florida State, though. which I was going to lose. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, right. oh. But, yeah, so we're going Florida State, Ole Miss. I think it's uh, – where the fuck is it? Oh, shit. It's not the Georgia Dome, maybe. Why didn't you do your research on this, Gerard? I thought I had it memorized, man. <laughs> Killed those brain cells last night, obviously. I'll find it. I mean, I know it's a neutral site game. I'll get the site while you guys make your picks. All right, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Because, I mean, yeah, Florida State, they're good. They got Dalvin Cook and everything. But they've lost a lot of talent from that team. It's they had in a, a Camping ago. World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. I'm not going to go name dropping and boring the audience, but... Um, Ole Miss has got a lot of good talent coming in. They already have some veteran players. Ole Miss is going to surprise some people this year. Ole Miss is going to win that game. Joe? 
I'm going to go with Florida State in this one. Uh, I agree with you, and I think that uh, my colleagues are forgetting about the fact that Ole Miss is facing all kinds of sanctions. They got fucking people getting high. They had a bunch of people kicked off the team. Yeah, forget about State, that. I, I did Florida forget State's about a big that. Gem. Florida State's a big gem, right? I mean, the criminals. Florida State's number four. I, I like them, dude. I love the garnet and you would. fucking gold. I mean, I'm down with the fuck. I'm down with the Seminoles, man. They're sweet. Delvin Cook, the running back, sick. Can I change my pick again? God damn it! You keep. Fucking bringing up shit I forgot about. I don't know how many people actually got kicked off, but yeah, ever noticed that since we're done with our picks for the, I got the chart down. We'll go over who's right next week, but you notice how in the SEC, like if you're not one of the good old boys, they bring you down. Like Ole Miss started piping up and beating Bam, and all of a sudden they get in trouble. It's almost like Saban dropped a fucking notebook and they're cheating off himself. <laughs> fucking Ole Miss will win that. Saban game probably does like keep notebooks on everything. Like he has the private investigators following everybody around from the other teams. And just like, well, they do say SEC chance stands for suck each other's cocks because of how they are. Oh, Ole Miss is so good. We barely beat them. It was a dog fight. You know, plenty of uh, I think I said that last week. Okay. What's your, what's your point, Tony? Well, you said they say. I, I mean, I was the one that brought that yeah, up last you're, week. It's in the universal they, Tony. Basic English. You're part of they. Whatever, man. Them Move over on. there. Move on. All right, and the last thing we have for the week, we're not going to do Tigers in two minutes because we're so loaded up on football, but we are going to give a shout-out to Pavel Datsuk, captain of uh, the Moscow hockey team now. He scored a goal in his first game, assist from Kovalchuk. And uh, it's kind of sad we don't have him playing for us. Yeah, I mean, a pretty I badass goal. Okay, yeah. so there's no, there's no better way to present this than to turn to, uh, to Joe first. So uh, you go ahead, Joe. I have my thoughts, but I'm going to go second. So you go ahead. Uh, I mean, it was a classic Datsuk goal. He, got, he took a drop pass. Came in on the backhand, and, you know, backhanders are hard to read. I, I think most goalies are used to players trying to switch to the forehand, and that's how Datsuk did it in the NHL. Uh, you know, he, he just he just ripped those backhands from awkward angles, and, uh, you know, sometimes without even looking, and, and, and that's how he got a lot of his goals. And so, I mean, it was, it was classic Datsuk goal uh, over, over there in Russia. Miss him a lot, but it, it's good to see that he's still playing, playing hockey at a high level and, uh, you know, hope for the best. That's good. It's a good. It's a good old boy mentality. But I know you're the only one, Joe, that's gonna uh, recognize what I'm about to say. But do you remember we were um, in Game Six, I believe it was when we had that battle with the Sharks, and he, oh, uh, yeah. and we were down. I think it was three to one, and Datsuk came in with that backhander um, when no one thought it was possible, and he put that backhander in. And made it three two, so it was a close game. It, we were we were uh, on the brink of elimination. Oh no no no! So this was game seven. Yep, was I know it game exactly seven? You know what about. I'm talking yep. about? And yep, yep, yep. When I watched that clip, because I watched it last night, I uh, I watched it, and it was so strikingly similar to him coming down the right hand side and doing that backhand. And even though this one was like, I think it was low shelf, but the uh, the, the the game that I'm talking about against the the Sharks was top shelf. And he did that nice backhand, but man, he's so graceful when he comes down and does that backhand. And uh, it was like a carbon copy of that game uh, against the against the Sharks. And yeah, it just looks so similar, you know. It's tough to defend, man. And and even uh, so, same series go to Game Six. Uh, he hit Philpola with a backhand pass. I'll put the clip on Facebook to put us up two to one. So. I don't uh, as I mean, uh, not as knowledgeable about hockey as you guys are. I'd like to break down the backhand a little bit in the last couple of minutes we have here. What's uh, the what's the difference in like skill wise with a backhand trying to get off the ground versus like trying to get a wrist off the ground or like a slap shot? Like, 
what's the degree of difficulty if you're gonna paint all the shots? Okay. It's, it's basically like you're shooting off-handed almost. Like it's 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 hard to get be accurate. Like when you shoot on the forehand, you uh you're, you're like playing to your strength. You know, I mean, it, it's almost like if a quarterback went to throw a football, the opposite motion with it with his with his throwing arm. You know what I'm saying? And so like yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, a good quarterback, he you know he can he can rip them all day, but tell tell him to throw the same arm just backwards. You know, it, it's it's really awkward. If you're gonna rip and a backhand, if you're gonna rip a backhand, it's like you almost have to like it's inevitable that you have to sell it. So he's coming down the right wing, crossing the blue line, coming into the top of the circle. You have to sell that backhand, but Datsuk in this one, and how would you go about selling it? Selling it? Well, I'm telling you, in this one and in the one against the Sharks that I referenced you before, you almost just lean in and and rip it, and you know. It's a it's a tough yeah. thing to do, but when you do it, the goalie is thrown off. It's not something you see every day, and when you're coming down the right wing side like he did in both instances, he just rips that backhand, man. And uh, even though you know if you t- if you timed it by miles per hour, it might only be fifty or sixty. It might not be the strongest shot in the world, but the fact that he's throwing off the goalie and doing that, it's a uh, it, it beats him. And, and that's what it did in both cases. Yeah, because it was such a weird angle. I just don't really, I mean, Joey was saying earlier when we were talking about, before you got down here, when we were doing a pre-game meeting, uh, pre-show meeting, that normally you can get the backhand off pretty easily because you almost set up the forehand and like everybody thinks you're going to switch back to the forehand. You got re- to realize, too, Datsuk's left-handed. So if you watch, I'm telling you guys, I'll, I'll put it on the Facebook page. If you watch that exact same play against the Sharks where we're down 3-1 by 2 and Daxu comes in with the backhander and scores, you can see it's a, it's a carbon copy of the exact same play. He comes down the right side, leans in, and just puts that backhander right in. And not to mention the fact that Datsuk's playing with Kovalchuk now, which is amazing. So what's the percentage of people in the NHL that can make that play, and what percentage has like a decent backhand? Can everybody do it, or is it like a skill set? Very few. Not many can make that play. Um, not many can make that play like Datsuk does it. He's got a strong backhand. He's a great, skilled, uh, left-handed player, and uh, not many can make that play that he did, but he there, seems to do it time and time again. There's there's one other player that could do a backhand as good as Datsuk in this league, and that is Sidney Crosby. Let's put it that way. Sure. Some love for the Penguins. I actually kind of like Crosby now. I don't give of... love to Crosby on this show, but you, I'm are, just saying, you are right. Like you are right. No, you are right. Yeah. That's the level. I that, think they ended the, the rivalry this year of, when they won the cup. How good his backhand is. There's one other player that could probably match that, and that's that's Crosby. And, and another thing too is that uh, don't forget on, on the backhand, this the blade of the stick is curved to favor your forehand, right? So every player has a specific curve to his stick. Not many players curve their stick to to favor the backhand as well. It's all, I mean, if you look at Ovechkin's stick, it looks like someone made a made you know took Captain Hook's uh, little hook there and, and you know turned it into a hockey blade. The thing the thing is curved pretty wicked, and so, uh, so that's against the know, backhand, it's harder to shoot a backhand with a really high curve. Right, right, right. So you know Datsuk's Datsuk's curve is a little straighter, so it helps out his backhand. But uh, even still, like the curve is going against you know fa- favoring that shot. So you really got to know where to, you know the puck is on, on, on the blade. To, to get a good backhand off. Yeah, I never would have thought we'd 
be breaking down the backhand. I like it's the last little minute. If somebody doesn't want to listen, no, it's, they don't no, have to no, know it's I dig cool. it. No, it, it, it's good because people actually listen to it. I just I've heard backhand my whole life, and like I've shot a backhand, but I've never gotten one off the ground. I think it's an incredibly no, different shot. The thing about the backhand, it's, it's like a bicycle kick in soccer. No, but people they they um, they they dismiss the backhand, and Datsuk's one of the best at it. Obviously, we just saw it in both those goals, and he's done it many times before, but. It's a it's a different skill. It's a different skill to utilize, and it's it's awesome. It's not going to be the hardest. It's not going to be the mo- the most trajectory. But if you do it the right way, it throws the goalie off because you got to realize goalie is one of the hardest positions on earth on earth as far as athletics go. Goalie, we never yep. talked about this. It's hard, but it throws them off. And when you throw a backhand like that, sometimes it might not be the like I said, it might not be the hardest, but it throws them off, and. Um, it will. It's yeah. like a changeup in baseball. I was just gonna say, almost like a changeup. Almost like a changeup in baseball, and it throws. Where it looks them exactly off. the same as a fastball. And you score like a goal, and the, and the player that yep. throws it looks like a badass, and the goalie looks stupid, but it's just how it works. Yeah, because it's it's really because they're anticipating. Like like I said before, they're anticipating you going to the forehand, so they're 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 expecting a shot maybe one to two seconds later, and then all of a sudden it's already coming to them. So it kind of catches them off guard, and and also. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like you could, you could, you could shoot from different angles other than, you know, I mean, so that's like a couple times he's he's made those backhanded goals. He's not even facing the goalie, but the goalie's waiting for him to turn around completely. So he, I mean, the goalie might not even see it. He doesn't even know when the puck's coming. So I mean, it's very deceptive. It sometimes it's very hard to see. It's easy to get close in screens on a guy if you shoot from the backhand. So it's it, it can be very effective. If you're We're gonna good get at Tony, it. our our webmaster, to uh, to post that Datsu goal against the Sharks with the backhand on our Facebook Both page. Of them. We're gonna both do that. Them. Both of them next to each other. We're gonna put the put those on Facebook just to give the people something to know that we're talking about. I know Tony, it's gonna be a little bit of work, work for you. I put that. Heaven forbid, Tony works. I have one challenge. last question. Oh, before, I got work. To, I still gotta edit. You got video. work to do. We'll put that. Well, on the this, uh, this is one take. This one take, motherfucker. But uh, I got one last question before we pay the bills, and it's: Is there any goalies that are particularly known for uh, stopping backhands really well? Any of the greats, or it's just it's a shot that beats all goalies you, all the way across the board, man. I don't know. Go ahead, Joe. I, maybe maybe some of the better ones, like Broder. Yeah, like Broder. Um, you know, I've actually – it's funny that you mentioned that, Gerard, because uh, I've watched some interviews with goalies. Fire up a siren if we have one. But for, <laughs> There we go. But uh, I've watched some interviews with goalies, and they always say the same thing, but it's so true. You anticipate what the player is going to do. And, um, you know, whether it be a, a shootout or a breakaway – or, uh, you know, any kind of confrontation with the player and the goalie. Um, you know, they they try to get – everyone wants to be the, the heads up, the, the best player to to do what they got to do. So, you know, they want to anticipate what the player is going to do. And as far as the backhand goes, um, goalies, they try to make the next move, whether it be a, a forehand backhand deke or a backhand forehand deke. They try to be the, the step ahead of the game. That's how you stop a goal. So even the great ones like – why and saw check they Why, that good they try the, to that, that, that's end. what makes a good goalie they anticipate so Hasek. you know if, if you got someone like Patrick Kane or Datsuk on a breakaway one on one in the goalie's head they're thinking what is he going to do what is he going to do how is he going to do it and you know sometimes they might think backhand they might think forehand they got to be a step ahead and uh it's really hard i couldn't imagine being in that position but um that's the goal is to anticipate what they're going to do. And, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes they just shelf it and, you know, the siren goes off and 
you know, you score. At the same time, however, I'm not going to lie, jockeys do creep the hell out of me. Thank you. And but, I think that's you know, it for today. But, no, I want Joe to follow up on that real quick. Joe? No, I, I, I he totally still agree. plays. I mean, Joe still plays. I, 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 t- I totally agree. And, I mean, especially in a shootout, if you, if you think about shootouts, uh, doesn't matter what goal it is, that they, they start off the, 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 the disadvantage. It's like a defense in football. I mean, you can – you can try to read off formations. You can try to read off a player, but uh, you never know really what's going to happen until it, until it happens. And so, uh, so the player, you know, in a shootout, breakaway, what have you, um, he's always at the advantage because he knows what he's going to do. The goalie's just guessing. So it's very, very, very hard to play goalie in the in the league. Uh, it's hard. It's hard at any level to play goalie. Uh, those, those things move pretty fast. So, um, so yeah, no, I, Frank, good point. I uh, totally agree with you. Yeah, like, you know, they're just coming down on a breakaway. It's like the player has in mind exactly what he's going to do. Right. And the goalie has no idea. you got to anticipate what are you going to do, why, how, where, when. There's all these questions. And that's why, honestly, we'll get into this another day, but I think uh, goalie in the NHL is one of the, the toughest positions as far as you know pressure and, and how you do things. It's right up there. It's right up there with uh, – you know, golfing and, and mental pressure as far as all that stuff goes. It's right up there. You know, goalie's a tough position, it's, but it's the most scrutinized position in hockey. Yeah, it's all on you. You know, you you always I, get taught from little league or mini mites, oh, it's never the goalie's fault, but it's it's a pressure position. All right. Well that wraps up this week. Uh next week we're gonna do uh more NCAA picks, more NFL picks. We're gonna uh Rock, I think that's going to be a good debate for next week. Frank just brought up we're going to do hardest position to play in all sport all the way across the board, and we're also going to look into the World Cup of Hockey and anything else that breaks. I just want to say one more thing. Uh, first of all, I love you guys. Three best friends in the world. Top four, dead or alive. But, Kaepernick's uh, a loser. I'm sorry. Uh, Kaepernick sucks. Jerry, our co-host, just uh, woke me up straight out of bed. Um, if any of my takes were a little off or whatever, I apologize to the fans. But uh, I think it was a good episode. We did really good, but, you know, I, I just came out of the blue here. But uh, I love Joe. I would never uh, come at him too hard for Notre Dame. Uh, but it was I'll good. I'll to you, I Frankie. Think, it's I all good, man. It was good We're for radio. Sports. I just want to say it's all good, and I love these guys, the, the two best Preston brothers in the world. There's only two of them, and uh, I love you guys. And Well, I mean, there's other Preston brothers. Yeah, obviously, but uh... us. No, Thanks for being a part best, of the sports revolution. We're gonna have, to, yeah, we're, we're gonna have Tony go ahead and pay some bills, and uh, episode twenty three will be coming soon. All right, I want to thank these guys all. We got up early this week, so this show will actually probably be posted a little earlier than normal because I'm gonna probably get it edited and posted here in the next few hours. But uh, as always, you can find the show at revolutionarysportsfront.com. The show is available on iTunes and Stitcher to subscribe and download there. Jerry is crinkling paper in the mic, and so is Frank, because that's what they love to do. And Show's over, Sambo! I haven't got to... Whether it's Facebook.com slash Revolutionary Sports Front, Twitter.com slash RSF Podcast. We're on Instagram under Revolutionary Sports Front. I was not texting my wife earlier. I was posting to Instagram. Tremendous. And, uh, yeah, so... Thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for being a part of the sports revolution. Adios, amigos!